Alrighty, I am live right now on TikTok and recording this for a podcast. It's a solo podcast. There is no Dana, so you can go ahead and skip to the next one. Um, it's just going to be me for as long as I don't get bored. Hopefully that'll transfer to your boredom level. Um, Dana is currently out with a friend. They're having a girls' night, uh, if that's even politically correct these days. Swipe right to view more comments. Whoa. Sorry, TikTok uh, introduced a new feature. I don't know what the point of that is. Um, guess we're going to find out. But I used to do these lives alone, and uh, like, a, I don't know, almost a year ago now, and there would be like 10 people hanging out in here. Um, and I would do it when Dana would go on a date. And um, then, uh, I don't know, I guess it's been a while since we've been going out on our own. And now we're going out a lot more. So, maybe I will do more of these lives on my own. Mine are a little bit different from when, when uh, me and Dana are bickering back and forth at each other. Mine are more like... I try to find new ground in some kind of way, um, whether it's like uh, a topic. Usually it's about polyamory or, or dating or, you know, something of that nature. I try to figure out uh, something. I figured out a lot. I've had a lot of help from the people in these lives. Um, they've taught me a lot of things. I've seen a lot of cool examples of polyamory working. Um, I've seen, you know, people with people who are polyamorous who have kids. I've seen people who've been polyamorous for 20 years. Um, they just tell me in the comments. Um, and that's been really helpful to see. Um, I've had some like really good questions. We've talked about whether or not polyamory is a, uh, if, if you're born polyamorous, if it's a, if it's a choice, uh, we've talked about jealousy. We've talked about all these good, uh, Good fun topics. We've talked about like how monogamous people see polyamory. Um, so I honestly don't know what I'm going to talk about yet, but I some I sometimes think that those are those make for the best live sessions. So if you guys have anything you want to talk about that's on your mind, um, other than Chris Rock and Will Smith, uh, oh God, I don't, yeah, I don't know if I want to get into that topic. Please don't make me talk about that. What's up, Quebec? Um, thanks, Bussy. Um, so I am recording this um, with the camera, so I'm going to make this a podcast. Hopefully it's going to be interesting enough without Dana for a podcast. She doesn't even know I'm doing this, but whatever. She won't care. Um, she's out right now. Uh, she's at a comedy show. In fact... Um, we went to a comedy show last week, and it was pretty good, and we're starting to wonder if we should ask some of the comedians to be in our videos, um, start getting real actors. Um, our friends are great, though. Uh, we're doing more. We're, do we're shooting another one with, with Pat soon. Um, so, yeah. If anybody's... Uh, how, how are your uh, polyamorous? I'll ask the TikTok. Oh, there's already 100 people in here. Um, I'll ask you guys how your polyamorous endeavors are going. Are you guys trying to convince your husbands to let you be polyamorous? 
Are you married? Are you uh, are you in a triad? What what's going on? What's what's the uh, what's the latest in your world? Um, no intro. I remember you from the stereo days. Um, you had like a you made like a shoe or a sneaker. I, I think I remember. Um, thank you, Sophie. My sister's name is Sophie. Drop more music. I appreciate that. We've uh, we've been dabbling for sure. I mean, we have a lot of music that we haven't released yet that we're we're kind of cooking up. Um, and then we're we're trying to trying to write more polyamory songs, but since it's never been done before, it's really difficult. Um, but that's that's exciting. We'll see what happens with that. I don't want to say anything about it because I don't want to set any expectations and then fail. Um, married and started being polyamorous in July. How do you find other polyamorous people to be friends with? Well, you know, do you really want to be friends with them? You know, because why can't you just be friends with, you know, people who are not polyamorous? I guess it's good to have, like, a community so you're all under an understanding, but then at the same time, it's like you're insulting them because you don't want to sleep with them. That's been the challenge for us, is that, like, every polyamorous people uh, we become friends with ends up becoming uh, them wanting more or something like that. It's been tricky, though. It's been tricky for us. I can't say that our experience is the norm because, you know, now we're on TikTok. And Dana just told me, I, I wasn't on the apps at all, but Dana just told me to put my TikTok on the apps. So I put one of our TikToks on an app on my profile, like as one of the videos. And I don't know if it was a good idea or not. It's kind of not as cool. It's cool in a way when people know your a lot of your life story because they're able to look you up, but at the same time, like they judge things that you're unaware of what they're judging about you. Um, and then they know things about you that they also don't know if they should like hold back or not from telling you that they know so much. Um, let's see, okay. Thank you. Thank you, Canada. Hey guys, hope to meet you soon. Nikki Avero has been, has been looking to set us up. Love your content. Oh, yeah, is that um, Ty, I think? That's so funny that you're in here right now. I think, oh my god, I'm supposed to send Nikki some shit today. I'm, I'm, I'm getting on that. It's been a rough couple days. We just saw, we just went to an Alt-J concert last night, which and Portugal the Man, which was amazing. Uh, I even have stories about that, but you know what? I feel like I can't say anything now because, like, anybody can be watching... One of the things is when I used to do these lives, I would be able to talk about like what was happening currently in my life, but now we can't do that anymore because uh, now we like it's like so all over our profile, um, our TikTok and everything. So it's just it's just hard. Yeah, people have been telling me I look faded my whole life, so you're not new to the party. What's up, Trillion? How you doing, your classic Dino? Kelly. Um, what are you struggling with? Have you not wanted touch from your girlfriend after she goes on a date with someone or makes out with someone? Yes, absolutely. 
Um, me and Dana even had a rule at one point that if she went over to her boyfriend's, I'm like wondering if this is too personal, but um, when she would come home, sometimes she would like either smell like him or smell like something. And I was like, I don't even want to like hug you until you've showered. <laughs> I don't know if we would still do that rule today. Or well, then she started showering like at his place and stuff. So yeah, it is like it's it depends on the partner, and it depends on um, yeah. But there's there's no like you know you can make you, it's you, the thing is is there's no rule about it. But you can make your own boundary. You can be like, listen, like I honestly don't want to be around you if like you just kissed him or whatever. Like so. I'm not gonna kiss you again until you brush your teeth or something like that. If you if that bothers you, I mean, I don't think there's anything too wrong with that. Um, just sort of setting a boundary um, in case you are like you know really picky with that. Like with some people I was, but with other people I'm like I don't know. It, de it depends. You know, depends. A lot of it's like trust and you know complex details of the situation. Um, what, does anybody else have that? I'd love to, uh, have I fallen in love with another partner? I've fallen in lust, for sure. Borderline love, but, but it didn't work out most of the time. I've been in a few, like, um, like, several month relationships, but nothing, nothing as long as Dana. Dana's been in, in, uh, a, like, a very long-term relationship outside of me while she was with me. Um... Uh, love be spread, not held in the... I miss our chats, but glad you two are doing well. <laughs> Thank you. I hope you're doing well. Um, let's see. I shower before coming home, that as a rule. Sorry if there's like some dead air space here. I'm, I'm actually making this a podcast right now, so it's gonna be on Spotify and YouTube. So you're just gonna have to skip ahead to when I hit a topic that's new to me, and then I start going off on it. <laughs> How does that impact your marriage? Since you responded to the falling in love question, well, I am not married. Me and Dana aren't married. In fact, I had a dream the other day that her family kind of forced her to propose to me, and she didn't even want to. And she proposed with, like, these cufflinks. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no, this is all wrong. Um, we've been together for 15 years, and we are not married. And I feel like we're the happiest couple that we know. Um, and it works. We don't feel like... We feel like we get to choose to be with each other all the time. And then also, like, if we ever, you know, have a longer-term relationship... Um, you know, polyamorous relationship, it doesn't create that, like, immediate couple's privilege of us being married and society taking us way more seriously than the other couple, or if we're in a triad or something like that. Um, what do your friends think? I don't know. I don't really care. Um, they're all, they're all nice about it, but are they secretly judging me? I'm sure some of them are. I'm sure some of them are jealous, and I'm sure some of them are interested and want to know more, and I'm sure some of them are like, whatever. Um, thank you, disaster. Um, 
What's my relationship with her partner? She doesn't currently have a partner. Um, but sometimes it's good. Sometimes if I don't like the partner, it's not good. Um, no problem, Pinky. Thank you for, for watching. Um, would you guys consider living with multiple partners in the same home? Absolutely. Although, one thing we realized recently is that we have a queen, a queen size bed. And, uh, well, so I don't know if a triad is, is going to ever be a possibility in this apartment. But we do have another room that I'm in right now that we use as our studio. Um, so, it, yeah, no, definitely. That would be the goal. We would love to live with more people. Um, we've, we're very good at having roommates. Um, we used to have roommates, and we're still in touch with all of them. They all moved on, but not because of, like, bad blood or anything, um, except one of them. But actually, now I'm really good friends with him. So, um, yeah, we're very good at uh, not burning bridges with people. And we're very good at uh, being roommates, I think. And communicating, as a lot of polyamorous people are. Um, damn, 140 people in here. That's fucking crazy. Thank you guys so much for the love. Um, let's see. Do you comfort each other when the other gets their heart broken by a partner? I mean, just think of it as like we're best friends, you know? So... I was Dana's therapist for like the last, you know, seven years. Well, for the last 15 years, we're each other's therapists. Um, so, yeah, of course, we comfort each other. You, you, you're able to detach. The, the whole, what's more messed up is like the monogamous way of like, like the fact that you have to ask the question, do you comfort each other? when when their heart their heart gets broken by somebody else like would you comfort your best friend you know it's like you should be with your best friend or they don't even have to be your best friend but like if you're going to be with someone you should treat them like a friend like friend should be the minimum threshold that you treat someone as that you love maybe you go further with them you get you know more intimate or whatever society's rules are um that we would call deeper than a friendship um, but like, why did there split, you know, well, I know why, but you know, why did it split between friends and lovers? Why is it not like friends, lovers, you know, why is it like friends have certain privileges that lovers don't or, you know, vice versa? That's where the, the, uh, the thinking is messed up in the first place. Couples privilege is so hard to get through. Tell me why. Cause we haven't really... Um, I mean, we've dealt with it for sure. Um, sorry, somebody's trying to go live with me. Sorry, not right now. Um, we haven't, we, we screwed up, you know, when we were first starting out polyamory, we screwed up with our couple's privilege a little bit. It's complicated. I think we screwed up with our communication more than anything else. But, um, let's see. Um, my partner and I have talked about opening up, but nothing has happened with another person. <laughs> Welcome to the club. Um, it's very difficult, you know, being polyamorous because, I mean, you know, you don't know who's polyamorous. Most people aren't. I would just assume. Um, anytime I've, like, thought, like, maybe they'll, they'll be open, you know, it's like most likely they're not. 
Um, but, you know, it's an art form meeting people as, as being polyamorous that I think can be mastered if you really try hard. Number one, if you're very knowledgeable about polyamory and the history of marriage and like love and that kind of stuff, or if you watch a bunch of our TikToks or if you watch a bunch of like polyphilia has good TikToks, um, you know, there's, there's a bunch of channels on Instagram that we follow um, that are polyamorous. So anyway, I, I digress. Um, if you're educated about polyamory, it really helps when it when it comes down to challenging somebody's thoughts, number one. Number two, I think there's an art form to the timing of when you tell somebody you're polyamorous. And number three, there's an art form to seeing how open-minded somebody is based on context clues and questions you may have asked them. Um, so we have... I guess met a lot of people. Um, it dating is just hard in general. So add the fact that you're polyamorous. I, I hate calling it that. Honestly, I hate giving myself. I know I'm not just because I'm trying to be like a hipster or anything, but I hate calling it the label of like I'm polyamorous because I don't feel like I was born this way. I just feel like I made this choice to live a more free lifestyle that makes way more sense. And that I think like most people would benefit from. So like to, to like saying it as if it's like a handicap or a disease is like it's hilarious to me. People are people weaponize uh, calling you polyamorous because they make it you know an excuse for their bad behavior. I, I talk to a lot of people um, where they're called polyamorous. Um, in order for, yeah, somebody else to excuse themselves from their, you know, patriarchal nonsense. Although we're not allowed to say that polyamory is more evolved and that it's not right for everybody. Um, the thing is, is like, you know, it depends how you define polyamory. Do you define polyamory by being the act of having multiple partners or do you define it by having the ability to choose to have multiple partners if you want so are you monogamous so like i i personally think monogamy means you don't have the ability to choose and polyamory means you have the ability to choose which is why i call it po choice um so i'm not always polyamorous like right now i'm not currently dating with anybody i mean i am dating a little bit but i'm not I'm not sleeping with anybody else. I, I don't have another girlfriend. I'm only with Dana. So technically, what would you call that monogamous? So I'm pro-choice. I believe that I have the ability to, to choose to be polyamorous should a situation arise. Um, because I am autonomous. I have control over my own body and my own decisions. Um, and my partner does not. Let's see here. I'm sorry if you already answered this. Uh, the, the, and they're and they were roommates. Would y'all date someone with a child? Uh, yes, I have, and I kind of, I don't want to say am, but uh, yes, we both, actually has dated, Dana dated someone with a child? I don't know, I have. 
Did you work out today? You look great. Oh, wow. Thanks. Um, let's see. Bum, 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 bum. Sorry, going through questions. Hope you're uh, driving your car and getting really irritated that I'm not talking consistently because I'm definitely not going to edit this shit. Oops, I clicked something and lost a question. Um, people literally call it a lifestyle. I love it. Um, let's see. Have you ever been to Portland? Everyone is E&M Polly here. Oh, that's funny. I haven't been to Portland, but I've, you know, seen the stereotypes. I just saw that movie Dog with Channing Tatum, and they go to Portland in that movie, and everybody's, like, super hippy-dippy. See, I don't love the whole hippie, you know... I've always kind of hated hippies because I was a huge classic rock fan. At one point, I was a stoner, you know, I did my fair share of psychedelics... But, like, you know, hippies and free love and all that stuff, like, kind of give a bad name to the um, moderate, moderation, the moderate dose of hippie culture. So the ones who became too far hippie, I, you know, are kind of like the extremists of the, yes, we are all one, yes, we can have free love in a way. But that's why, like, polyamory, it's like, kind of a version of free love in a way, but it's also a way to make polyamory look bad. So I don't know what Portland's like, but if it's full of hippies, I wouldn't say that that's necessarily E&M or poly. I, I just don't know. I haven't been there. Thanks, Codas. How did you discuss becoming a poly couple? Well, we're making a lot of skits about it right now. Um... You know, it's it's kind of unfair because um, in our skits, I'm playing, like, the more monogamous type, which was true to a degree, but there's just a lot more context to the conversations that me and Dana had to become polyamorous, and when we fit it into these minute-long episodes, we kind of have to play it like, I'm some pissed-off monogamous guy, and Dana's like, well, what if I did this? And then I'm like you want to fuck someone else, you know? So, like, we kind of um, can't have these nuanced dialogues in our skits. I think our goal is to hit a million followers, and when we hit a million followers, we're going to try doing, like, three-minute skits. And if they bore people, we won't we won't stick to that. But we're going to try to make, like, longer ones about, like, real kind of conversations that we had or that we, you know, have. Because we, we, I feel like we have so much to tell... We've been through so many situations because we we did it the wrong way. We learned how to do it the right way, and now we get to make fun of other people who are doing it the wrong way. Um, so we've been through so much um, in the last 15 years that I feel like we have just like a treasure chest of stories to tell, and it's so frustrating fitting them into one-minute episodes, but... Um, we're going to get a TV show at some point and then we'll make it a, uh, we'll be able to have a lot more to say. Um, polyam is how I love and queerness is who I date. Interesting. Um, deaf ability to choose. Yep. Yep. Oh, that was answering what I was saying earlier. My poly experience in the past is I had another partner for emotional connection and not physical. That's cool. I appreciate that. The real John Ziegler just became a top two viewer. Congratulations, John Ziegler. I don't know what that means, but apparently 
that is something worth man I'm so glad you are alive what does that mean all right whatever do you compare yourself to LGBTQ or being an inter being an interracial relationship can there be poly allies well let's try not to get canceled when I talk about this here um, I don't have an opinion about that about should we be LGBTQP LGBTQ ENM LGBTQ CNM LGBTQ plus uh, I read an article by this psychologist on the live once um, on TikTok live about whether or not people identify being polyamorous is it a, is it a choice or is it an orientation and it depends how you define orientation it depends how you define like you know so were you born i don't think people are born polyamorous i don't think we're born monogamous um monogamous is monogamy is like a societal structure so like you know it is a little different than lgbtq i think Think, but then again, because polyamorous people are discriminated against, maybe they do need to have be allies or I, I don't I don't see how anyone could be polyamorous and against LGBTQ. You know? Um, but then again, I don't see how anyone could be against LGBTQ in the first place. So maybe I'm not the person to ask about this. Um But uh I think it's interesting that uh, some people identify as being polyamorous, like from birth. But I think what's really happening there is that is is uh, I think it's nurture more than nature. I think it's like the situation that they grew up in, or the what they saw, how they saw the world. Because I think we all have the ability to love more than one person. We all have the ability to sleep with more than one person, too. Like, most people, I mean, I don't know if I can say this statistically, but most people in the world sleep with more than one person. I don't know. I, that's probably not even true. I'm sure there's tons of arranged marriages and all, you know, parts of the world and stuff. But think about how many people, like, you know, you're not born monogamous or polyamorous because, like, that's just a choice of, like, how you're going to spend your time. Like, you, like, if we're not born, you can't say we're born monogamous, because even if someone did, so what happens if your, like, spouse dies? Is it still monogamy if, like, you are able to fall in love again? Like, or are you just saying that you can only love one person at a time? But why is that? Why can you only love one person at a time? Is there, like, some, you know part of you that like com becomes so completely fulfilled that you can't like make like I understand time is finite but you know um so not everybody has time to be with multiple people although I think that question's kind of been dis dismantled um too because uh or that myth has been dismantled because you know uh you could create more time by having more partners um, you can create more energy by having, by having more partners. If you're relying on your partner to be everything for you, um, if you find somebody else that is complementary to your partner, 
um, you will be more satisfied in more ways and you will create more positive energy for yourself. I'm not saying this in some like, you know, energy, you know, you know, mystical way or anything. It's just like a fact. Like if you're going to waste your energy on trying to conform your partner to do all of the things that you need or uh, you know, whether it's like sexually, emotionally, or like what you do with your hobbies, or, you know, doing all the chores, it's just like adding more to the team. It's like, you know, if you have more people on your team, you can do more. So like, maybe in the short term, it might be more challenging, and society doesn't know how to deal with polyamorous relationships yet completely. There's only a few kind of rule books out there that aren't great. Um, then yeah, it's like in the short term, it's going to be a little bit difficult to navigate um, your time. But in the long run, I feel like it's only beneficial. Not only beneficial, of course. Like every, all, you know, being in one relationship is really hard. Although this one girl I was dating, her therapist said they don't believe in polyamory because one relationship is hard enough, which is the most frustrating thing I have ever heard. Because not only do you learn so much more from being with two people at once, and you are able to then cross-reference like your relationships and learn about your other relationships and learn about yourself, and then you become an even better communicator because you're in more relationships. Um, it's like, I know I didn't finish that sentence completely, but it's like, that's like saying like you shouldn't... Um, Somebody's trying to go live with me. Sorry, I don't know who you are. Um, saying that one relationship is hard enough is like saying, all right, you've learned how to make pasta. Now, you, you haven't perfected pasta yet. I apologize to the podcast. I don't know where the camera stopped. I only have 30 minutes, 30 minute increments on this camera for some reason. Um... Oh my God, so glad you're answering this. Okay, so I was, so red flags with couples. Well, you know, we are very good at, um, I hope we don't have any red flags um, when, we're, when we're talking to somebody, but um, you know, it's all about like making sure you don't use your couple's privilege, making sure both pe people, you know, in the couple have their own autonomy to like make decisions. I think it's important that I think the number one thing is that the couple shouldn't be able to, the couple should be able to date you separately. Um, and that just because two people fall in love doesn't mean that all three have to fall in love. So if a triad forms incidentally, that's fine. Um, but if, like, you're going to be restricted because one of the members of the couple is going to be jealous or is going... Not jealousy is normal, but, like, if they're going to be, like, we're either all together or none of us, I think that's a red flag because that's an unrealistic expectation and it means that they are still controlling in a way. They're st that's still kind of monogamy, which I guess to each their own, right? Um... And don't try to force, you know, all three of you falling in love because I don't know how likely that is to happen. I mean, I know it does happen, but, um, you know, every dynamic is extremely different. Um, 
Couples that are experimenting or spicy, spicing things up are often not as comfortable as they say. That's interesting that you found that in your experience. Um, I think you're right about that. I think a lot of couples like to try to spice things up or they'll, they'll think they want to be polyamorous, but they're really, they really just want to do something casual. They want to do swinging. And some of them are just, you know, like us, like we fucked up on our journey to polyamory. So a lot of it is just like a lack of knowledge. But it is unfortunate because like when I go on Feld, that app Field, like so much of it turns out to be like red flag couples. And it's quite obnoxious. Um, it would be nice to have a polyamory app. I'm like, light bulb, ding, um, because uh, there's like non-monogamy apps and there's swinging apps and there's like things that encompass all of it, but what about like just a polyamory app? Somebody hit me up if you're in the tech world, let's, let's start it up, let's start up a polyamory app. Um, you know, I don't know, I'm talking to somebody who's trying to make an app about non-monogamy right now and it's not coming along the last I saw it, but um, it's very hard to get into that world, obviously, creating apps. Um, but there does need to be a polyamory app. What's the best way to find other poly people? Um, that is the million dollar question, Julie, Juliana. Um, the best way to find poly people is I think it's in person. I think dating in general, the best way to find people is in person because so much goes wrong from online to in real life. Um, and when you meet somebody in person, even if it's just a spark that you have in your connection and talking, there's so much given off, and I'm not saying it's some mystical energy thing. I just think there's so many clues or cues that are exchanged between somebody in a conversation and the eye contact made in you're on my level, you're in my sense of humor, you're appropriate for my looks level or whatever, all of that stuff, um, you know, I think is given off in person in like seconds. And um, so I think just dating in general, it being in person is the best way. And then I think the best way to meet polyamorous people is the same way. I think what my policy is, is friends first. So I try to not, I think the goal is, if I were to like lay this out here, bring up polyamory as late as possible um maybe in a world where you know polyamory pride is becoming a much bigger thing because there's a tv show called the poly couple that's on hbo and blowing up and then there's a poly parade and there's all that shit then flaunt your poly pride but right now in the world of uh two ahead of their times the poly people have to bring up polyamory as late as possible in a conversation because you don't want that to define you because it doesn't. Uh, polyamory is just a smart decision. 
it's not a um, an excuse to uh, you know. It's not an excuse. It's a, it's a decision. So I think what's more important is that you get along with someone. And you, you are friends first. And I think telling people that you do friends first shows that you're serious about not just wanting to sleep around all the time. And that's why you call yourself polyamorous. Or it shows that you're not wanting to, not, to be noncommittal. Because that's like the biggest, you know, um, you know uh, myth about polyamory is that they can't commit. Um, so what I do is I try to bring up polyamory as late as possible in the, in the conversation. I say, like, let's be friends first. And that's a win-win because it's like, you know, if you're meant to be friends, you're meant to be friends. And if something more grows from it, that's fine. I always say I'm slow moving. And as you get to know somebody, they're either going to be open to polyamory or not. Most people don't know about polyamory, so I wouldn't try to look in the polyamory community for polyamorous people. Um, I mean, you can, but I haven't found anyone um, that way that I can think. Unless it's through our channel. If people have, like, hit us up through our channel, I think it's different because I think we have a different vibe from, like, the regular... I don't know, like, when I think poly community, I think, like, gatekeeping. I think, like rules and bitterness um which you know maybe i'll have to join the poly community at some point but and i know that like um you know we are friends with some channels that are cool and i like what they have to say but like we went to a poly meetup once and it was just not the vibe <laughs> i hate saying that but um I don't know. So I don't know if like going to poly meetups or like looking for poly people specifically. Like I think the move is to like meet people in person and find people that are open minded to it. And as you explain it to them slowly and you, they see that like, oh, wait a minute, this is actually like a really smart decision that you're doing. It's not just like you're polyamorous. I think that's kind of the move. Um, that's how I do it. I think that's worked best for me. You have to find your own strengths and, you know, your own, your own way to make it, uh, to artfully introduce that you're polyamorous. Um, you know, going for monogamous people is dangerous in a lot of ways because you're probably going to get hurt. But what else do we have? We only have the unconverted monogs. Um... How will you and Dana move forward in the dating world if you gain more popularity? <laughs> uh, hold on, I just lost that question. Damn, I'm sorry, guys. I'm, I'm going to try to get to as many questions as I can. Um, how are we going to navigate? I think you said, how, we do, how do we navigate the, uh, the dating world? I lost it. Oh, here. Yeah, how will you and Dana move forward in the dating world if you gain more popularity? Um, I mean, I don't know if that, I mean, I'm sure that, I feel like that's going to affect anybody that is pursuing like a life in content creation or, or whatever you call this career entertainment, because like, you know, I, I, I would hope it would give us more options, um, because, you know, we're normalizing it. And if we normalize it and the culture starts to normalize it and then they know that we're, they can see our videos and see that we're like normal people. 
um, then, uh, you know, I would hope that it helps our dating life. But, um, I don't know. I mean, you know, we don't want to, I love meeting new people and everything, but, you know, ideally we would, um, stick to, uh, you know, we don't want to be overly saturated in our, uh, polyamorous endeavors because you only have so much time. Um, let's see. My husband and I have had a rough start, but I think it will get there. That's good. Good positive, good positive energy there. I hope you, uh, you know, I think make sure you're just now that it's available online i would you really try to you know read more about polyamory and um or or watch more tiktoks about it however you want to do it um because we did not have the information then there weren't there were a few books out and we'd read some of them but um we screwed up some stuff and uh now there's a lot more out there so i think it's a good idea to the more I know, you don't want to look into it because it's 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 boring. But the more you look into it, uh, the better you're going to be pre prepared for all the stuff that comes up with your partner. Um, what's up, Brazil? Yeah, if you've been with a couple that is like all or nothing and they they're not willing to date separately, that's that's like <laughs> I don't think that's ethical you know, monog non-monogamy. I don't know, maybe not. Fight me. Um, let's see. I'm on Facebook dating and seen two or three other poly people. Facebook dating? Uh, what is both your partners? What to marriage you? What if both your partners want to marry you? I'm guessing that's what that question is. Well, me and Dana don't want marriage, so... I mean, we've been doing amazingly without it. When I found out my boyfriend was cheating, I just offered to go poly. Then he broke up with me. Mm. Well, that was big of you. Um, well, I said, I completely agree. Also, there's no confusion about looks and attraction. Oh, well said. I completely agree. Also, there's no confusion. Oh, when you're meeting in person. Post new videos. Love your content. <laughs> Thank you. Making these videos are fucking hard. I'll tell you that right now. I know it looks so easy. Like, I looked through our videos the other day. Because we went on a vacation and we took, uh, you know, we took a couple weeks off. Which was kind of scary. But, um, when I came back, I, like, went through our videos. And it looks like they're a piece of cake. <laughs> they're, like, minute-long videos. It looks like they're so easy to make. But, like... Oh my god, they take so much fucking work. But we love it. We're having the time of our lives. But it's like, I don't know how much faster we can go. It's just me and Dana shooting each other. We don't have a crew. Although there's an editor, uh, Julie, that uh, is working with us now for our YouTube. So when she can, in her in her free time, she's, she's cutting some clips together of our stuff, which is fun. Cheating and poly are different things. And yeah, you can cheat while in a poly relationship. That's true. Um... I have some controversial controversial thoughts about cheating that I've learned to be less judgmental. I've learned to be less judgmental about cheating um, from several key people in my life that um, 
have been in very difficult situations where because they were not fully aware of polyamory as an option and because monogamy is kind of a setup in a lot of ways cheating was the only way they could you know get out of it um, it doesn't make it right but sometimes you have to weigh your options you know here's the thing about cheating why is when you have sex with somebody else why is that called cheating you know you're basically lying that's the problem right um, but sometimes you're not able to tell the truth um, because you're in such a, a an interesting situation for lack of a better word um, so cheating is complicated um, I don't condone cheating I don't I don't think cheating is is cool but you know calling it cheating I think is rooted in you know patriarchal nonsense um, Calling it cheating as, like, the biggest, you know, maybe it's not nonsense because, you know, back in the day, you know, once we did settle down and now we own land and we own a wife, if you're a man, um, you know, having your woman go cheat or whatever is punishable by death or, or stoning, um, because god forbid they have somebody else's child or you know whatever um because of the way our society uh was set up um the thing is is like the way the way society was set up you know was because of agriculture okay so i'll just walk through this really quickly agriculture which happened most likely by accident from one of the, one of the books I read, it's because when they were carrying corn from like one place to another, and they went over the same route several times in a row, um, they dropped seeds there and noticed that that uh, you know corn was growing from there or whatever. That's when they figured out how to plant stuff and they figured out agriculture. So we stopped going from hunting and gathering and all being always being on the move to a sedentary ownership land, you know, lifestyle. Um, you know, agricultural revolution. So that, you know, kind of could have, according to the, the Sex at Dawn book, created monogamy. Because when we were in tribes, um, you wouldn't know who the, the father was. Um, so, you know, it was more of a tribal thing going on. Um, now we have monogamy where we have ownership you have your wife, even in the Bible, even in the Ten Commandments, you know, thou shall not covet thy neighbor's wife. Why is it not covet thy neighbor's husband? Um, so it's just kind of uh, an ownership. It's kind of built into what ended up happening. I'm not saying it's anybody's fault. I'm not saying it's like all of men's fault. I think it's just like kind of how, you know, we evolved. And uh, there may have been a time where monogamy was necessary, um, uh, you know, because we had ownership and we had, you know, we didn't have as much medicine and we didn't have birth control and we didn't have, you know, contraception. We, we didn't have um, um, antibiotics, all these things that would make maybe a monogamous culture make more sense. But, you know, the punishment for breaking out of that, I guess, I don't know, you know, I guess it depends on the context. But now we don't need that anymore. So, you know, are you going to be more upset at your spouse for kissing somebody 
and lying about it? Or are you going to be more upset if they don't show up to your kid's baseball game? Well, most people would probably be more upset just because they made out with somebody and they lied about it. And I just think that that's a little backwards. Obviously, you know, if that builds and builds and builds and happens over time and it's like a giant lie being created, then that's a problem. But like one makeout session at a bar one night and they lie about it and never never tell their spouse versus like they don't come to the kid's baseball game or I don't know, I don't even have kids. I'm just making up a hypothetical scenario. It's like cheating is made out to be the biggest problem in the whole fucking world. Um... I think it's because it threatens a man's ego. Um, obviously, it goes both ways. Men and women both cheat. Um, but, you know, obviously, cheating is not cool. Um, lying is not cool. That's the problem. Uh, but I think, you know, we're a long ways away from that argument making sense to a lot of people. Um, so we haven't brought it up yet. We tried to inch into that topic once in one of our videos, and it got so much hate, we actually took it down. It wasn't even fully about that subject of cheating, but we like breached on it, and the world is not ready for that yet. Um, so, uh, I think we'll get to that if we have a TV show. <laughs> Polly is not the same as swinging. Um, I tried that, and person got mad, and I didn't disclose it immediately. Hmm. 